and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Wrap. I am Janine Ryan and I'm here today with Helinda Schroeder and we will be telling you what you can expect from the 20 August issue of Farmers Weekly, which will be on shelf on 13 August. Hi, Helinda. How are you? Hi, Janine. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> good. On the cover this week is a lovely boar goat, which um, is run on a 10-hectare farm in Northwest. Um, also in this week's issue, we focus on irrigation and soil health and thus include articles on the poor drainage of crops and how you can tackle this hidden danger, as well as advice from a canola farmer on how you can retain soil moisture during drought. But first, let's turn our attention to boar goats. Jonathan Carlson runs a small yet successful boar goat and cattle operation on 10 hectares in Northwest. Despite the property being relatively small compared with other livestock farms, Carlson says that his small holding in that Beersput area is perfectly suited to intensive farming with a boar goat stud. He also runs a Bosmara herd on the small holding, which now consists of around 50 cows. However, he says he could not expand the cattle herd due to the limited space of his land and so decided to focus on boar goats. Why did Carlson decide on boar goats? He says that one of the advantages of this breed is that most of the ewes produce twins, which means the flock grows quickly. He has one ram, which he uses for most of the breeding and 60 ewes. Approximately two hectares of planted grazing is under irrigation. This is split into four camps for effective grazing management. Each camp receives a rest period of four weeks to allow it enough time for grazing to grow again. Carlson says he buys the best genetics he can afford, and this is evident in the offspring of his ewes and rams. He adds that the focus should be on quality over quantity. A stud will improve more drastically with 10 high-quality animals than 20 poor-quality ones. His main aim is to breed functional animals able to win championships at shows, and he hopes that the animals he produces for the commercial market will offer his buyers peace of mind, knowing that they have spent their money on productive animals with good genetics. While Carlson currently uses natural breeding methods, he plans to use artificial insemination in future to bring more top genetics into the stud. Why the shift to artificial insemination? Uh, So AI has many benefits. For example, buying in an an excellent ram is very expensive, but buying semen straws is much more affordable. This means that you get the good genetics without having to pay a large amount. Despite this, Carlson says that investing in one's own breeding animals is also important. There are many aspects to look at when purchasing a ram, he says, and must always buy the best ram you can afford. His selection criteria include looking at the masculinity of the animal, such as good confirmation of the head and neck, and a big frame that can carry more meat. The next article I want to look at is the article on poor soil drainage and the irrigation and soil health focus, as poor drainage can ultimately affect yield, profit, and the land's long-term sustainability. This article offers farmers solutions to this problem. In a water-stressed country like South Africa, it's difficult to imagine any farmer complaining about having too much water. However, across the country's irrigation schemes, lands are deteriorating due to waterlogging caused by years of incorrect water and soil management. The source of the water may be um, long-term irrigation, percolation from precipitation, or the movement of water from high-lying areas. It is estimated that in South Africa, 240,000 hectares are affected by rising water tables and salinization, and the problems appear to be growing. Are there particular regions in South Africa where these drainage Mm. problems are more severe? 
Indeed. So these drainage problems occur mainly along the Orange River in the Northern Cape, especially Fulharts, Douglas and Uppington, the winter rainfall areas of Robertson, um, Swindam Series and Wellington in the Western Cape, uh, Pongola and Crescent Natal, the Humtuas Valley, Sundays River Valley and Fish River Valley in the Eastern Cape, the Lost Corp and Hartbeespur Dam irrigation schemes in Limpopo and where irrigation is concentrated, so any area where irrigation is concentrated. Farmers Weekly spoke to Neil Lechler of the School of Engineering at the University of Natal and a specialist agricultural engineering consultant who said that the Fallhearts irrigation scheme is a particularly sobering case study. At Fallhearts, the water table was 24 meters below ground level at the inception of the scheme in 1938. In 2011, it was reported that the water table had risen by more than 22 meters to an average of 1.6 meters below ground level. The raised water table has resulted in serious issues at the scheme, including salinity and has highlighted the slow poison consequences of, of insufficient drainage, he says. Uh, Farmers Weekly also spoke to Felix Reindeers, chairperson of the Global Framework on Water Scarcity and Agriculture, who explained that the purpose of agricultural drainage is to remove excess water from the soil in order to enhance crop production. In some soils, the natural drainage processes are sufficient for growth and production of agricultural crops, but in many other soils, artificial drainage is needed for efficient agricultural production. The main objective of subsurface drains, which are those installed below the ground, is to aerate the plant root zone for the favorable growth of crops. They also improve soil moisture and conditions for tillage, planting and harvesting, and extend the growing season. Sufficient drainage also acts to remove toxic substances such as salts from the root zone, he says. Considering the important role that drainage plays in crop production, insufficient drainage is not a problem that farmers can ignore, yet it is often downplayed. Drainage problems often take many years to develop, so the implications of poor drainage may not be immediately obvious. Also, drainage problems have been relatively difficult and expensive to address. Digging trenches and laying pipes in an appropriate envelope and at an appropriate grade isn't easy or cheap. Using survey equipment, complex calculations, pegs and graders to shape the surface is extremely tedious and difficult, says Leckler. He adds that many agricultural projects have neglected effective surface and subsurface drainage, and the temptation to do so continues, particularly in light of expensive irrigation upgrades for in or installations. However, the fundamental laws of the balance between salt and water remain, and substantial portions of the irrigated lands have become degraded over time. Leckler points out that the consequences of water ponding on the surface can be even more severe than those of waterlogging. What causes water ponding? Water ponds form when there's poor surface drainage and excessive runoff, for example, from compaction, high sodium levels, inappropriate sprinkle irrigation nozzles and stand times, and excessive rain. Uh, Leckler says that crop losses due to ponding or waterlogging are caused by lack of oxygen in the soil, as well as increasing levels of salt that become concentrated in the ponded areas after the ponded irrigation water has evaporated. So what is the solution to these drainage problems? So, as in most cases, technology offers a solution. Lakeless says that GPS-driven technology and the associated software have resulted in improved and cost-effective drainage. Landforming with continuously variable grades or curved surfaces can be achieved relatively easily and cost-effectively. Shaping the surface with CVGs allows ideal surface drainage to be achieved with minimal disturbance of the topsoil. Older technologies, such as laser leveling, often scalped the topsoil and resulted in serious problems. Equipment used for shaping rather than leveling, the surface includes GPS uh, control, where the height of each side of the scraper blade is set to a desired level. 
um, advanced software and technologies like LiDAR for mapping existing topography and crop heights enable relatively rapid assessment of crop yield, ponding and surface drainage issues and the associated design of new surfaces. Tile plows, also with GPS grade control, allow for precise, relatively easy and cost-effective installation of subsurface drains. With a tile plow, a specially designed and manufactured drain pipe is pulled into the ground at the appropriate level and grade. Lekla advises that when installing drainage, it is especially important to use the appropriate equipment and operators must have sufficient knowledge and experience. For example, inappropriate drain pipes or slots that are too large or insufficient can cause problems. Linda, what news stories would you like to highlight this week? The first story I would like to highlight is a recent webinar held by the Ad Hoc Group for the Protection of Property Rights that examined the recent civil unrest in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng and the the implications of this for South Africa. Professor Yanni Rousseau of the Wits Business School said the economic impact of the unrest means the South African Special Risk Insurance Association, or SASRIA, will have to cover 20 billion rand in damages. This means that one event of unrest has depleted all the reserves built up over decades at SASRIA. We simply cannot afford something similar in the future, he said. Rousseau added that the 35 billion government indicated it had ring fence to address the damages needed to come from somewhere. And currently, only 14 million South Africans were paying tax, while roughly 30 million people were reliant on government grants for survival. This is simply not sustainable, and we're seeing that 20% of all tax revenue is already used to service interest on government debt. So apart from the economic impact, were there other implications for the country? Yes, uh, according to webinar participants, what is much worse and impossible to calculate are the lost opportunities for future investment and job creation that were destroyed during the unrest. The second story is the cyber attack on Transnet IT systems, which happened shortly after the civil unrest. It should serve as a warning for farmers and agribusinesses to beef up security in order to keep cyber criminals at bay, according to Andres Visser, National Business Development Manager at Hollard Insurance. He said although the cyber attack was uncomfortable, it didn't really have as big an impact on business as it could have had. But theoretically, every storage facility or part of the value chain can be targeted in a similar way, he said. The damage caused by cybercrime is expected to cost the global business community about 86 trillion rand this year. To what can the recent increase in cybercrime be ascribed? Albert van Niekerk, a systems specialist at the Bureau for Food and Agricultural Policy, said the global COVID-19 pandemic that had resulted in many people working from home and that this led to a dramatic increase in cybercrime. He added that the recent cyber attack on Transnet is a good example of the debilitating effect such an attack could have on a business, and it was therefore important for everyone to reevaluate their personal as well as business IT security. He stressed 
that using common sense could go a long way towards keeping cyber, cyber criminals at bay. The next story is uh, about organic farming opportunities. While conducting research for his MBA, Hein Kutsia, CEO of Top Fruit, found that a lack of relevant farming information is keeping South African fruit farmers from capitalizing on the growing global demand for organic fruit. He said he had assumed that pests, diseases, and a lower marketable volume of fruit were the main reasons farmers didn't want to farm organically. However, his research showed that farmers didn't have enough research data available on organic farming. Do you have any idea how big the global organic food market actually is? Yes. In December last year, international research company Meticulous Research indicated that the global organic food market was expected to exceed 3.92 trillion by 2027 at a compound annual growth rate of 12.2% from 2020 to 2027. Hugh Campbell, manager of Hort Growth Technical Division, said the reason for the lack of research on organic food farming in South Africa was that farmers had demanded, was demanding little in this regard. He said his company's research is largely done in response to requests from growers. Kutsia added that organic farmers were on the rise in Africa. In 1999, there were only 20,000 hectares on the continent being used for organic farming, but this had increased to over 2 million hectares by 2019. However, in South Africa, only 30,000 hectares were currently dedicated to organic farming. The final story I would like to look at is the additional consideration needed for the marketing of luxury fresh produce, such as blueberries and avocados. Research shows that social media, influencers, and images play a large role in increasing consumption. During a recent webinar by the International Food and Agribusiness Management Association, Christoph Wiedenroth, researcher of agribusiness management at the George August University in Germany, said because superfoods were mostly more expensive than other fresh produce, they constituted a health category on their own. These products are often consumed not only for their health benefits, however, but for the status they bring. Therefore, this category of consumers is environmentally aware and want to compare themselves with others and, and distinguish themselves through their food choices. As such, these consumers have a need for social media engagement, and if done correctly, it can boost the image of superfoods and their quality perceptions. Thank you, Linda, for the news wrap-up. So, uh, that, is, that is all for this week. Get your 20 August issue of Farmers Weekly on shelf from 13 August. You won't forget it. Also, follow us on social media and visit our website for all things agricultural. Until next time, stay safe and happy farming.